Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Kelly. And you're listening to ODFM. This episode is one dropper from murder. What's in that dropper? What's in that dropper, baby? Mm-hmm. So this story is a case involving a murder weapon that everybody probably has used, even on your children. As a murder weapon or as, just in general? Uh, hopefully not as a murder <laughs> weapon, but as a general use, right? everyday okay. use thing. Okay. Oh, dear. But we don't really realize that it can be used to kill other humans. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. I know. Oh, boy. I know. Go. So get ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to be entertained. <laughs> You're ready to kill people <laughs> with your common, common I, thing. I am ready. Okay, but if I have this and someone breaks into my house and I grab this as a weapon, am I going to look ridiculous? Yeah. It's okay. Gonna, it's, <laughs> it's it's not that quick of a weapon. They, gotcha. they, okay. They might be like, no, don't do that. But that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> Please, no, I can't handle that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. All right. So Steve and Lana Clayton met online in 2010, as do people in the 2000s. What do you call yeah, it? The 2000s? The 2000s? The 2000s. The, two, the 20- 2000s. <laughs> Instead of what? the 1900s, you know. We used <laughs> right, to talk okay. about the 1900s. I'm trying to make it a thing, but no, it's not. Okay, happening. okay. Yeah. All right. But three years later, they married in nearby Charlotte, North Carolina, because they're older. So, you know, you get married a little quicker. Not that oh, three yeah, years okay, is that right, right, right. Best, but. No, not, well, maybe for online, it depends on That's how. That's true. Well, were they, like, did, did they live nearby and they met online? Like, if they were across the country, maybe that's a Good little. question. I think they quick. were close. Hmm. I think okay. they were well, close. that's probably okay. Yeah. They lived in a waterfront mansion in South Carolina. Damn. Yeah. Okay, I'll get married in three years. Yeah, yeah. Can <laughs> I meet somebody online? Wait, what? <laughs> So you got some lakefront property? Yeah. You say mansion? Yeah. I wonder if it was that millionaire site that uh, Miriam was trying to use. I need to get my hands on this site. Where is this site? Yeah. (laughs) We better start looking up some shit. Oh, my God. They lived in this mansion where Steve had retired after selling his lucrative physical therapy business. Wow. I know. I wish I was smart enough to start something like that when I was young. (laughs) I wish I was lucrative. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had any of these things. (laughs) Outgoing and well-liked, he was known for throwing lavish parties complete with fireworks and live music. Like, I just want to be a friend. When you say fireworks, I assume you mean more than like those snaps that you just throw on the ground, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or the little, the sparklers. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you I would be it, sorely disappointed in my parties. <laughs> Everyone gets a sparkler. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes lighting the snakes? Zolana <laughs> <laughs> so was a nurse, a calling that made Steve's sister Rosie very happy. Rosie believed Lana and Steve were deeply in love. It was Lana's second marriage. And as for Steve, <laughs> his family lost count of how many times he'd oh, been down geez. the aisle. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. He he was a hopeless romantic, apparently. Which I, I don't okay. know if that's romance or if that's... I don't know that that's the right term for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what Maybe that just is. hopeless? He's <laughs> <laughs> hopeless. He's just hopeless. <laughs> uh, so one family member was quoted as saying, quote, I think the number's somewhere around six or seven. <laughs> Steve loved being in love. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> And they said it didn't always work out well for him. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> because wow. six or seven, they had no idea. They still don't know. I, I I think he needs to use a few more of those filters on that dating app. I think yeah. he needs to. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just mm. don't get married. Maybe just. Right. Yeah. You could just date someone for a while. That you is an option. Just keep dating different people. <laughs> and, right. You don't have to like marry them all. So Steve had been an accountant, but then began a physical therapy practice in the 1980s targeting sports injuries. Steve's business was so successful, he was able to retire at 40. At 40. 
I can't even. So wait, he just started a physical. So he wasn't a doctor. He wasn't a doctor. He had been an accountant. I don't. I don't have to be a doctor to start a physical therapist. I think you can start the business and then hire physical therapists to do the work. I know. I guess you kind of have to have money to start it, but you know. Oh yeah, there's that. I know there is that. Or get yourself in high debt like I did to start a business. It's also an option. Not a good one. one. Just saying. To most outsiders, the couple appeared happy and in love. They threw parties, like we talked about. Steve's favorite holiday was the 4th of July, which I thought was interesting. Bring out his fireworks. Yes, because he can bring it. He'd go all out with the celebration, and dogs and kids would be running around, and Steve would be telling jokes, and everybody freaking out and crying because they're both afraid of fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Yeah, that's true. The dogs. No wonder. <laughs> Sorry. No wonder they were running. Right. <laughs> and the fireworks always started after dark. And you'll you'll have to see. I'll show you pictures of the mansion. I mean, this is not just a mansion. It's this palatial estate with a lake behind it, you know, of course. So fireworks over the lake. Yeah. Wow. That'd be nice. People thought Stephen Lanning. Lanning. <laughs> I've changed her name to Lanning. Lanning. Steve- I like it. <laughs> People thought Steve and Lana to be a loving couple with a happy-go-lucky life, which you would think, with all that money and a big estate. One person, the couple's vet, who would visit their mansion to take care of the dogs on site, thought differently. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's probably, maybe that has to be her only client because she makes so much on that one visit. Seriously? Wow, okay. She said she couldn't figure out why the couple married Lana wouldn't even speak when Steve would come into the room. But she said, well, maybe she's just misinterpreting things. Maybe Lana was simply shy or quiet. <laughs> I know. Which, weird. You know, that really <laughs> reminded me of Whitewater Widow, of Miriam. Because, like, every time we talked to Alan and she was there, she wouldn't say a word. It was She was just silent. Was so weird. Weird. Oh, I know. Maybe it's a, a sign. Something bizarre happened in 2016 that should have brought about more questions than it did. (laughs) Yeah, get ready. Lana shot Steve in the back of the head with a crossbow in their bedroom. Do you have hold up? Do you have a crossbow in your bedroom? I have questions. (laughs) I know. Why was it in their bedroom? (laughs) What? What the hell? Were they? uh, Was it like a sexual role play thing where they were doing like the Walking Dead games? I was like, Hunger Games, you're like walking. You be Daryl. <laughs> I'll be a zombie, a sexy zombie. Sexy zombie. <laughs> Coming around the bed. Whoops. I know they have that costume. I've seen that online, sexy zombie. I'm sure there's. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that's what she was doing. Shot him in the back of the head. Yeah. But somehow his injuries were minor. Lana claimed it was totally an accident and Steve said the same. Lana said she was trying to load the weapon, but she didn't explain why. And that it accidentally went off and... In the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. In the bedroom. And it accidentally went off and hit her sleeping husband in the head. He was asleep? <laughs> asleep. I figured he was, like, standing maybe, up. Maybe he didn't He's know he was playing down. the role. Maybe maybe what? he was the dead zombie. And she was making sure... <laughs> she- <laughs> Wait, what? I, okay, I know. So I'm picturing, like, you know, like like... Warner Brothers cartoons and stuff like that where, like, they'd shoot a bullet and would, like, part their hair, you know, because we come really close, <laughs> yes. right? That's oh, what God, I'm picturing. Always. And then you're like, he Elmer was asleep. Fudd. Yeah. Also, what a way to be woken up. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> the Whoa. fuck was that? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I, I thought you were the zombie this time, honey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you asleep? <laughs> I was what? just loading the crossbow. As one does in the morning. As one does, right? <laughs> What? What the hell? I know, yeah. But police ruled the incident an accident, and Steve said he didn't believe she had ill intent. <laughs> well, and we like, all know that his judgment in yeah, well, significant others is questionable. Yeah, so. that's true. Steve, come on. So at the time, Steve, Steve was 62. Rosemary, Steve's younger sister, claimed that before marrying Lana, Steve was strong and healthy. But after marrying Lana, he started to become ill. Okay, he, but again, he was in his sixties. Uh, he was in his sixties, and he was overweight, you know. And so, typically, when things start going catching downhill. up to you, right? You know, right. I mean, so I don't think that's what was a huge red flag. 
He had gone through several peculiar illnesses over a few years, but friends and family chalked it up to his longtime benign vertigo problems that he had been suffering from, which would totally suck. Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, he had experienced light vertigo over the years and was a proponent of Chinese medicine, which had always seemed to help him in the past. He spent a lot of time an acupuncturist in the Charlotte area who was perplexed as to why Steve wasn't getting better after several treatments when previously the treatments had been very helpful with his vertigo. And they just couldn't seem to figure out what the, uh, the cause was beneath it all. And Steve didn't like Western medicine, so he wasn't the type to go get his blood drawn to find out what it was. Because he didn't like to take a bunch of drugs to treat the symptoms, even though I, I no, think... No, but herbs, herbs and things are cool. I know, even I, though herbs are the origin of drugs, but yeah. I, I, he just wanted a more holistic, full-body okay, I mean, experience. And, I, and I, I, I totally am not against that. I get mm-hmm. it and all that, but like, I'd go get my blood drawn first. I'd get both. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean... Yeah. Can't you don't have to do to, it all. Right. You don't have to choose a side. You can... Right. You can try you both. Know. And it does seem like... Because they talk about him having medicines later. So he must have gotten some from a traditional hmm. Western... Not traditional. Interesting. Western okay. medicine. On the morning of July 18th of 2018, James Blackledge was riding his motorcycle down a residential neighborhood when he sees a woman running across a palatial yard flagging him down. He stops, and the first thing out of the woman's mouth was, call 911. So, I recorded the 911 call <gasps> from the no 48 way. Hours episode. I re- Ooh. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. 911, it is. I was just riding by, and a woman came running out and said her husband fell down the steps, and she thinks he's dead. James said, I was just riding by, and a woman came running out and said her husband fell down the steps, and she thinks he's dead. So as James stayed on the phone with the 911 dispatcher, he watched Lana run across the street to a neighbor's house. Terry Floyd, the neighbor, said he heard a loud knock on the screen door. He said it was so loud and insistent he thought someone was going to bust the glass out. Terry, who was a close friend of Steve and Lana's, opened the door to find Lana on a stoop. He asks her what was wrong, and she just kept saying, Steve, it's Steve. So Terry grabs Lana, they get into his golf cart. <laughs> Which makes me laugh. I just have this vision in my mind, like, come on, get in the golf cart. Let's go. Right. We're going to go four miles an hour. Let's get there. <laughs> I know you could probably run faster back. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> the next door neighbor on the other side just walked and got there first. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So the couple <laughs> raced slowly to Lana's house. <laughs> and, terrible at her house terry asked lana where steve was she told him he's at the base of the stairs in the foyer so james the one who called the dispatcher assumed there must have been a terrible accident he thought it was strange when he saw the neighbor run into the house and instead of following lana sat down on the front steps yeah weird yeah kind of weird but maybe she was distraught you never know meanwhile terry goes inside he tries to get a pulse from steve that he found Mm -hmm. at the base of the staircase there's no pulse and steve was totally dead wait she was a nurse right yeah yes Mm -hmm. keep that in mind Mm -hmm. i like how you pointed to your mind like i didn't know where it was (laughs) well some people have their minds other places so oh this is true yeah Mm -hmm. guys so she sat outside okay Mm -hmm. cool all right lana said steve had come down with a bad bout of vertigo a few days prior to this He was dizzy, nauseated, and bedridden. She checked on him that morning, making sure he had everything he needed, like water, his meds, Mm -hmm. and other things in their second floor bedroom before heading out to mow the lawn. When when I read mow the lawn, what what is she doing mowing the lawn if they even have their vet come to their house? That's what I was just saying. Does she normally mow the lawn? I know. Does she have one of those, like... (laughs) Riding, riding ones is that why but you would still. have to wait till you see how giant that is i mean and i was like mm, you know Unless, i don't like see you're her. just like man i just that's how i relax right I, I, I like to kick back and mow the lawn right which i don't so i don't me neither you know but oh. my mom like she enjoys mowing the lawn because it keeps her in shape so she does it because they have this gigantic lawn but also they're not but, like super wealthy i was gonna say but if she had the option 
of doing something else to True. be in shape and paying someone to do yeah, the lawn. She would. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like you're right. And this lady totally had that option. So after yeah, okay. a couple of hours of yard work, which is totally believable when you see the side of the size of this place, but unbelievable, Lana would be doing it. She came in to discover her 64-year-old husband dead at the base of the stairs. Not good. Terry, the neighbor who had driven Lana over in his super fast golf cart, (laughs) stayed with Lana to wait for help to arrive and tried to console her. He told the police when they arrived that Lana was having a guilt trip for not having checked on Steve earlier, and he asked police to look for any signs of Steve having fallen down the stairs. Well, how look for signs of him falling down the I, I was kind of like, do you mean like bruises and stuff or, or I don't know. I wonder if he was kind of a little suspicious at that point. But hmm. Nick French, Steve's nephew and a police officer in a nearby town caught wind of the event over the radio. I assume, okay. Or in the office. And he hurried to his uncle's mansion. Lana met Nick at the door and hugged him crying. And after she let him go, Nick walked in, saw his uncle lying dead on the floor and was just horrified. His strong, lively uncle lay in a vulnerable state, and even though he was used to seeing violence as an officer, it was an entirely different experience seeing someone he loved like that. Like, (gasps) you know, I think the police are used to being able to shut it off. And then he sees his uncle, who's by all accounts super charming and charismatic and funny, and like, he's like, Full of life. Yeah, something is wrong here. Shortly after 1 p.m., The deputy coroner received a call about Steve's death, and she responded to the scene. She didn't see anything suspicious and assumed the cause of death would likely be a heart attack. She thought at that point in time that Steve was a natural death. You know, he's not super young. So he could have fallen down the stairs, or he could have made it to the bottom of the stairs and then had a heart attack. Right, right. And he wasn't feeling good, so it could have been something happened. So. Nick, however, being an experienced cop and investigator, couldn't shake the feeling that something was off. First, there are two phones in the house. Why didn't Lana grab one of those to call 911 instead of wasting the time to go get others? Second, Lana is a nurse, like you said. Why wasn't she sitting there performing CPR when she found him? Right. So those things immediately came to mind. Because he obviously wasn't laying in a position that looked like she had tried. She hadn't done anything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Looks dead from here. Looks dead. <laughs> it looks dead to me. I better go run out and <laughs> right. flag down a motorcyclist a half a mile away. Nick also remembered that Steve always had his cell phone on him. He said he used it like a lifeline to everything. Like he never put this thing down. And at that point, they couldn't find his cell phone anywhere. Interesting. At all. In the house. At all. Yeah. Anywhere. Not upstairs. Anywhere. Not like he... Not in his bedroom where he would... Was bedridden for three days. Yeah. When the deputy coroner asked Lana about funeral arrangements, Nick thought her reaction was strange. At first, Lana claimed it was too much to think about at the time. And she had her head in her hands, you know, like you would assume, like, I don't want to freaking think about this. Yeah, I can't. But then the deputy coroner said, that's okay. Offers to take the body to the morgue to run some tests. And Lana quickly changes her tune. Names a, <laughs> yeah, names a funeral home and said Steve should be cremated. So she goes from <laughs> zero to 60 in a minute. Wow. From I have no idea what to do to suddenly having details of the name of a funeral home. And this is exactly what we need to do in a matter of seconds. Yeah, that's it's kind of amazing that he's there. And like that is so, I don't know, kismet. So Mm-hmm. synergistic that he is this cop to be on scene for his grandpa or his uncle's death because totally because not everyone would have caught some of that stuff yeah interesting that yeah. suddenly nope he wants to be cremated suddenly she's got it all she's got it all figured out in a second nick mentioned to lana that he wants to call chris another nephew of steve's I'm not sure. I don't think they're brothers. They had different last names. But he wanted to call him to let him know about the death. And Lana insisted she didn't want Chris to see Steve in the state. And Nick's like, well, that's weird because Chris is super close to Steve as well. And he's a big boy. He can make this decision on his own. He could choose not to. Yeah, he could just say no, like whatever. But um, after talking to her for a bit about it, Lana just finally yelled no at him. (laughs) That he would not be telling Chris. Yeah. So 
he starts thinking, okay, something's really weird. So he goes upstairs and calls Chris anyway. (laughs) After hearing the news, Chris calls Steve's sister, Rosie, who lives in Florida. For three days prior to his death, Rosie had been trying to get a hold of Steve, and she didn't hear a thing back from him, which was super unusual. He would usually Mm -hmm. at least text her a reply of some sort, but all she got back was radio silence, and they were super close. That's strange. Mm -hmm. Also odd was what Nick discovered in Steve's bedroom upstairs. Uh Uh-oh. Is this appropriate for children? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Uh, Was it just the crossbow? Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. Yeah, no joke. My phone keeps telling me that my screen time has skyrocketed within the last year. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Our exposure to digital light has soared, and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids' glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you've been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. Nick had gone upstairs to call Chris to tell him of their uncle's death. He stepped into Steve's bedroom, and it was obvious from the state of the bedroom that Steve had not left the room in at least three days. The bed was drenched in urine, indicating, yeah, Steve hadn't even gotten out of bed. Like, he could not even get up. And Nick asked Lana about it, and she replies with, oh, that happens sometimes when Steve gets vertigo. But it was obvious, like, it wasn't just a single incident. Like, it was days and days and days worth. That's so nasty. It's pretty nasty. That poor guy, like, having to be laying and having no help. So Chris, hearing the news, rushes to the house to see how he can help. Lana told him that she'd need his help in settling Steve's affairs. Chris remembered that he told Lana the first step would be finding Steve's will. And that would tell him what Steve's wishes were in terms of burial or cremation. Okay. Lana's response surprises him. She told him there was no will. And Chris replies, there is a will. I've seen it. Oh. Yeah. And Steve had actually asked him to be the executor of his will. So he was like, oh, 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 lady, you do not lie to me. (laughs) Yeah. And at that point, Chris says, Lana stood up and stated, quote, I said, there is no will. And then she walked away. I feel like I'm watching the Mandalorian where he's like, this is the way. <laughs> like, She's like, I have spoken. It's <laughs> totally like, because oh, no, I remember watching that going, if I use that, will that work? And it, it doesn't. <laughs> it I tried. doesn't. You try. It, okay. it does. I have spoken. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. Um, but yeah, she's like, oh. I said. Yeah, there's no there's will. No, it does not. Exist. Using force. <laughs> no, These are not like the that. droids you're looking for. <laughs> like, like, it is in your mind now. Right. <laughs> I know. So that's. <laughs> she, okay, I believe you. Never mind. That same day, I'm assuming it's the day of Steve's death, mm-hmm. Nick overheard Lana bad mouthing Steve in the kitchen to someone else. They didn't say whom she was talking to. But what she said shocked him. She was telling terrible stories about Steve's illicit drug abuse. He heard her use the term, quote, hardcore drug abuser, unquote. Not only that, but as she's telling these stories, she's laughing. <gasps> laughing the day of his death about so his drug use. These hardcore drugs, did he get them from like the shaman or whoever he was doing with the what? <laughs> That's I thought what he I didn't like to. exactly. <laughs> it doesn't fit with what he's into. It doesn't sound like so. So um, he won't take prescription drugs, but he's cool <laughs> with street drugs, right? I'm cool with heroin. Is that Sorry. cool? I I don't <laughs> I feel like crack. But don't you remember crack is whack? Whitney <laughs> That's told what us Whitney that. Whitney says. Whitney, knows. <laughs> Whitney told us the crack mm-hmm. is whack. She's <laughs> she she's would know. Too, she's too rich for crack, and so is Steve. <laughs> that's right. God damn it. So that's how we, we don't know that do that's no false. street shit. 
Ah, so Nick and Chris had known their uncle very well throughout their lives, and there was absolutely no hint of drug abuse going on that they ever saw. And one of them's a cop. I mean, if anyone could suss that out, it's right. a cop who sees it daily. But Lana basically was saying that she didn't want an autopsy done because then Steve's good name could be dragged through the mud if toxicology came up with any of those drugs Ooh. in his system. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so a short time later, Lana told everyone to leave because she'd had enough. By that time, <laughs> I know she's lovely. I'm sorry, but Steve's death has really taken a toll on me, and I am just pooped. I have got, <laughs> I got to Would go you lay down. please leave? You're all so annoying. <laughs> By that time, both Nick's and Chris's wives were there. And when Chris got in the car with his wife, they both agreed that something was totally wrong with Lana's story. And Nick and his wife had a similar conversation. They thought that Lana somehow had a hand in Steve's death. You know, the way she's acting. Mm -hmm. The following Sunday, Chris and his wife had plans with Lana to help her find Steve's will because apparently they convinced her that it was somewhere because he had seen it. He had helped him draw it out. But before they made it over to the estate, Lana called them and told them not to come, stating that, quote, this is my house. Steve was my husband. I will handle everything. And then she hung up. Sassy. Oh, she's okay. like, get out of my life. This is all my money. Wow. Goodbye. Yeah. So what does one do when somebody thinks there's a will and somebody else won't let them look for it, but they mm-hmm. live in that house? How I don't know. How, I hmm. wonder. I wonder if you have to kind of contact the attorney who. But then you'd have to know who the attorney was, right? It's true. You would think it would be Dang. somewhere else too. Like there'd be a copy of it. Right. Uh, but is... especially if they're really rich like that hmm. not like those of us who just are like oh i'm just gonna write it out <laughs> <Look at sticks. laughs> mine's on a post-it and i <laughs> i bequeath all my <laughs> recording equipment to jenna <laughs> there and now it's it's audio now there. you got it mm-hmm. all right that that'll hold up in court right here that'll hold up <laughs> Nick and Chris decided they had to do something, so they called the coroner's office. I was thinking how convenient it is that one of them's a cop and would mm-hmm. know and yeah. would have those connections. But see, it was a race against the clock, and they knew they had to act fast. Lana had scheduled a cremation for the next day. Apparently, I didn't know you could schedule one of those. Yeah. Just like, hi, yeah, I'd like to make an appointment for a cremation. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody I just can't stand. I'm going to bring my neighbor to you. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have anything like say around nine? Like is that? (laughs) Do you have the burners on by then? It's so hot. Fired up, baby. Okay, so (laughs) apparently, since Steve was at the funeral home, Lana had total say over everything, and she had every right to have him cremated without anyone else's say so. Even though because they weren't saying they weren't this wasn't a crime scene, right? Right now, this is just a like oh natural someone passed away a natural bad yeah. But Nick and Chris called the coroner, and they demanded the coroner do an autopsy and toxicology test, and she agreed, which I am so surprised about. I wonder if it's because he's a cop. And she's like, all right, yeah. I need you to do me a solid. Yep. The men were relieved, but they also knew that Lana didn't know. And so they're kind of freaking out, like, get it done fast before she finds out. So it's a nail-biting situation to see if they could get it done before she intervenes. Oh, my gosh. I know. So... Here's where we'll take another break and then we'll find out. Oh, sure. You want me to nail bite through this? Thanks (laughs) a lot. Yes, I do. We'll find out if the coroner (laughs) is able to complete the test before Lana could stop Oh, my God. Okay. Mother's Day is coming up soon and mom deserves something super special this year. Don't you agree, Jenna? Hell yes. I know I do. My family had better come up with something good this year. (laughs) Guys, don't disappoint mom. Send her to Thistle in Wellington, Colorado. This year, local flower farmers will have fresh designer flower bouquets that are among the other loads of fun goods offered. If you're not in Colorado, no problem. 900 miles away in Illinois, I can still get many of the awesome handcrafted and unique gifts delivered to my mom. So that means there's no excuse not to get mom something extra special. Just be sure to order in advance since mail has been famously slow lately. Yes. Visit Thistle at 3713 West Cleveland Avenue in Wellington or online at thistlewellington.com. 
So before the break, we were talking about how Nick and Chris were on the edge of their seats, hoping the coroner completed the autopsy and just like me, just like you. I am also on the edge of my seat. Yes. Fortunately, the coroner had the news for them. They instinctually <gasps> knew Steve did not die of a heart attack. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> did they uh, have a like cause they, of death? Did they? Did they? Well, mm-hmm. they looked at the heart. They looked at the chest. They looked at the lungs. Nothing suspicious with the autopsy at all. All that looks normal. The toxicology report, though, came back with something surprising. Steve wasn't doing hardcore drugs, but there was something strange in his system. Yeah. When the crack. corner. <laughs> no, we know crack is wet. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's Rich wet. people it's don't right. do crack. Sorry. Okay. So when the coroner reviewed the toxicology report, there was a chemical found in the blood that she hadn't heard of before. It was tetrahydrosoline, and she had to look it up to find out exactly what it was. It turns out. THC, as it's referred to, is the main ingredient in many of the over-the-counter eye drops, like Visine. What? <laughs> I know! And Steve's blood showed massive amounts of it. Used in the eyes, it's harmless, but ingested, it's super dangerous. Did you know wait, that? Wait, wait. Yeah. Wedding, yes! wedding crashers. We're going to talk about that. No We're way! talk about that. I have that in <laughs> I'm here. I'm like, yes. wait, where is that? Where, is, where do I know that from? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll come to that. So a forensic toxicologist said that THC is referred to in the toxicology circles as a modern day Mickey Finn. Now I'm old, but I have no clue what, who Mickey I, Finn is. No, I've, I've heard. I've, have you? You've heard of slipping someone the Mickey? Yes, it sounds but I don't dirty. know what, I don't, I know, I don't know what it means. It sounds I had like, to look it up because I was it like. It sounds like something that happens at Disney World that shouldn't. It doesn't, I don't know what that is. But <laughs> don't slip him the Mickey. Don't slip Minnie the Mickey. <laughs> okay, but what, um, no, I mean, I've, I've heard the term Mickey Finn. Yeah, I, don't know I had to it, look it up because I was like, what is the Mickey Finn? So the Mickey Finn is mostly likely named after the manager and bartender of the Lone Star Saloon and Palm Garden Restaurant, which operated in Chicago. From 1896 to 1903 on South State Street in the Chicago Loop neighborhood. Yeah, I was definitely not old enough to go there. No, (laughs) no. Because in December of 1903, several Chicago newspapers document that a Michael Mickey Finn managed the Lone Star Saloon and was accused of using knockout drops to incapacitate and rob his customers. So later, lacing someone someone later was referred to as slipping someone a Mickey. (laughs) Mickey Finn. <laughs> wow. I know. Okay. okay. I learned so, so much from this podcast. I know. We're learning so much. <laughs> so in the movie Wedding Crashers, uh-huh. Owen Wilson's character squirts eye drops into Bradley Cooper's character's glass. And according to experts, <laughs> THC causes nausea, vomiting, reduced heart rate, dizziness, and confusion. It's colorless, odorless, and tasteless. So if you have a bottle of water, even, you'd have no clue it's in there. A few drops can cause very uncomfortable symptoms, but an entire bottle is easily fatal. Isn't that crazy? One bottle of those oh little eye drops. Oh my gosh. They really should have put a disclaimer on that movie. I know. Don't do this. <laughs> You're right, because it was, a, I read a whole different article about oh people God. doing it as pranks and it caused. Oh, oh I'm sure. So many because, problems. I mean, in the movie, it was freaking hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see people seeing that and going, oh my oh, God, that'd I'm be do so this funny. To my so the coroner's office, after realizing this, they see they have a lot more work to do. So the coroner calls Lana in oh, for crap. Now I got to work on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I thought he just heart attacked it though. Damn. But someone slipped him a Mickey. <laughs> Finn, not mouse. <laughs> I bet there's really weird porn out there with that. Oh, I just got to say that. I know. Now I'll never see Mickey the same. Oh, sorry, Jennifer. She's, uh, there's, there's another Jennifer, Jen, oh, God. who's a huge Mickey Mouse fan. That, We're sorry. Yes, sorry, Jen. <laughs> Mickey's dirty. So the coroner's office, yes, they realized they had more work to do. The coroner called Lana in for an interview. By that time, she realized an autopsy had been performed, Lana did, but she wasn't aware the FBI and police were listening on her interview with the coroner. Oh, I didn't know the coroner did interviews. I didn't either. I think they just okay. brought her in like, hey, we got some, we have something to talk to you about. Can you come in? So okay. they're in another room listening in and the coroner starts asking Lana about the tetrahydrosoline and asking how often Steve used it and what he used it for. Lana claimed that someone once told Steve that it could help him have bowel movements. So she said he would put a couple drops in his coffee every day and that he'd been doing it for years. 
what that comment revealed was that Flana knew they would find the THC in his system and that right. she knew exactly what it was. In fact, in the interview, the coroner asks, let's go over the toxicology. There's a drug called tetrahydrazoline in Lana's response. Oh, yes, that's his visine. Not, what is tetrahydrazoline? And them telling her, oh, that's like in an eye drop. She knew exactly. Wow. And she can't really, I mean, I guess she could be like, well, of course I know what that is. I'm a nurse. nurse. But the coroner didn't know. Right. The coroner's a doctor. So. The coroner works with lots of that stuff. So. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's not going to fly. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. Yeah. That comment was a clincher in the coroner's mind. The layperson wouldn't refer to it as that. They'd probably only say the name brand or or eye drops. Right. So that's when investigators came into the room. They told her, oh, no, no, you're not in trouble. But we have to, as a witness, redo your Miranda rights. (laughs) As a witness? As a witness. And Lana, during this questioning, she immediately turns on her husband of five years. She said she wondered if Steve had been trying to commit suicide. Using (laughs) Visine? Right. Like one of the most painful deaths. Let me just suffer in bed for days upon days. So she said he had a mood disorder and she felt like she's always walking on eggshells around him. And she claims he could be super nasty and verbally abusive and that he called her stupid ass bitch all the time. Or no, just stupid bitch. I added ass in there. (laughs) I was... (laughs) It sounded better. I ghettoed it. it. Yeah, I, I ghettoed it. I'm sure that rich people don't put ass in there. I don't know. Put ass, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Instead of you stupid bitch. <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to do it with the, the accent and the Yes. You trollop. That's probably more of a <laughs> There you go, that's about it. So when asked about a mood disorder, Steve's nephew said they'd never witnessed anything like that at all. And there's no record of any medications that he took for any mood disorders. But when being pressured about being a nurse and knowing the possible side effects of Visine, Lana claims she didn't know anything about that. So she couldn't even use that excuse like you were saying, oh, I'm a nurse. I know all about tetra. What year was this? Oh, this was like 2018. It's not like it was a long time ago. So totally she could have seen Wedding Crashers. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is- uh-huh. So pressure continued to mount and Lana came out with some more details. She said, quote, you know, I had this little table set up next to the bed with his tissues, his urinal, his, you know, medications, his visine. And I just saw it and just, I was just so angry. I just took it and squirted it. I think I put the whole thing in, meaning into his water bottle. What? I know. So she basically sits there and admits to what wait, she's done. Wait, what? <laughs> but claims she didn't know it would kill him. When asked where Steve was when she did this, she said, oh, he was sleeping. I don't know. I just saw it there and I just I just did it. I don't have an excuse. I don't have a, I, I just did it. That amount. I, I've, I've like been angry and like ripped something up. Right. You know, you throw something. I've never like been like, oh, I just like little, little bottle is, you know, I've never I know. Been in anger. <laughs> I'm going to squirt this whole thing. Well, and he's asleep. Why is she so vehemently angry at him when he's sitting there asleep? Uh, It's not like he called her a a, a lazy trollop right then and then fell asleep. Right. (laughs) Right. I'll show you who's a lazy trollop. It's taking too long. Oh, my God. (laughs) That amount of THC would have caused Steve to quit breathing. So after that confession, Lana didn't stop. She was like an open book. Just Oh, dear she, God. Yeah. She turns from a grieving widow to a bitter and angry spouse. She claims she's fed up with Steve's constant demand, demands to get him things and to do things for him, acting as to his servant. Get me out of my urine-soaked pajamas? Right. No shit. And she said she wanted him to suffer. However... She tried to convince investigators that her intent wasn't to kill him. She literally said that she wanted him to have bad diarrhea. Okay. <laughs> no, she hasn't she hasn't hired anyone to take care of him. Like there's no right. nurse or or medical aid or anything mm-hmm. like that. And she's not willing to clean up urine. So mm-hmm. who who was gonna clean up the diarrhea? Right. Oh, good point. Mm-hmm. I just Yeah. I mean, I, I would not that I would do any of these things, but like I, I would, I would cut off his water so he'd stop peeing. Right. I wouldn't like make it worse. Right. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. That logic doesn't. And then her story of verbal abuse began to morph into physical abuse. All of a sudden, she now claimed that Steve had hit her many times, but of course there were no reports or injuries to be found. Which, you know, for someone who is a 
beaten housewife or a beaten spouse of any type, you know, maybe there isn't because you're trying to hide it, but you would right. think it can, it can be would hidden, but yeah. you wouldn't say it's just, it's all coming out like conveniently then. Right. It's just, and they interviewed former girlfriends of Steve's and there was one named Ileana Ivanova. Oh my. Sounds very Russian or Ukrainian. Yes. She had dated Steve for three years, and she said the allegations of abuse didn't ring true to her at all. And interviews with other former partners elicited the same response. No abuse, not once from any one of them. No verbal, okay. no physical. All the 17 All the millions of women he's been with. <laughs> right. Some of the women even still considered him to be the love of their lives. I mean, this guy must have had the charisma of Jeez. dreams. I know. And he's not a dashing sort so he must have just been, like, really charismatic. <laughs> he must have had something funny and great. Yeah. Large. <laughs> ah, maybe that was it. Oh, and the crossbow incident from earlier? Yes. Now Lana claims, oh, it's no accident. She claimed, quote, I was trying to protect myself from him because he was, you know, coming at me. And I had picked up the crossbow and turned and I just shot at him. So. <laughs> when he was like, sleeping? I know. Wait, what? Like, <laughs> and yeah, it was in the back of his head. Like he's coming at you from behind. Like he's coming at me backwards. Well, it was a sneak attack. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so she wouldn't be ready for it because he was coming backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It makes no sense. So Chris and Nick, nephews, they hadn't even heard about the crossboat incident until after Steve's death. Like he didn't even tell anyone. Steve was so nice. He was just like, you know what? It's okay. Or really embarrassed. How do yeah, you do like, So you'll too. never guess what yeah. happened last Saturday. <laughs> Freaking Lana. Oh, my God. You know, just crossbow to the head. I just. <laughs> it happens all the time. So once they heard that, of course, they're thinking she's probably been trying to kill him for years. Right. I keep picturing like if they were trying to play like never have I ever. <laughs> never have I ever been shot in the head with a crossbow. Oh, drink. <laughs> Damn it. They kill me with that every time. <laughs> So police now believed that Lana had incapacitated Steve with a small amount of THC and then gradually ramped it up until the fatal dose. That would explain why Steve was bedridden for three days before the death and Mm -hmm. dizzy and sick and can't even freaking get out of bed. It must make you so... I can't even imagine. They theorized... But his eyes? Totally cool. (laughs) So... (laughs) Just crystal clear. Not even an ounce of red. (laughs) Right? Got that red right out. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I love it. It's terrible. I'm sorry. The police theorized that Steve may have been trying to escape that fatal day of his death. They thought maybe he got a surge of adrenaline, left his bed, tried to make it to the front door, but ended up collapsing at the bottom of the stairs because he's oh, so shit. dizzy and sick. Just trying to make a break for it. Yeah. I think she she was leaving him up there to die. Oh, like sounds she like it. She if only he had gotten to the golf cart. <laughs> Super fast golf cart next door. On August 31st of 2018, more than a month after Steve's death, Lana Clayton was formally charged with murder. Steve's family's family. Family's? Yes. That is a special kind of family. Family. (laughs) Steve's family speculates Lana started planning Steve's death back in 2016 when Lana convinced him to move from North Carolina to the mansion in South Carolina. She had married a very, very wealthy man. Were he to die without a will, he would die intestate, which I had to intestate. I had to look that up. Meaning to die without a will, which under South Carolina law leaves her with absolutely everything. Oh. But the law is different in North Carolina. So she took him to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Oh. Pretty smart. Dang. Mm-hmm. The day after Steve's death, neighbors saw Lana burning a fire in her backyard fire pit. The family believes this is where Steve's will ended up. <gasps> oh, shit. And she couldn't have just, like, done that shit in the kitchen sink where no one could see her? <laughs> God, this woman does not plan mess. at all. <laughs> Except she planned out, like, I'll <laughs> take him to a whole nother state where his will, if he doesn't Either have one. Either be a planner or don't. You know, I know. don't Go half-ass all the way. <laughs> no one likes yeah. a half-asser. Nobody likes uh, a half-asser. No. Throw your whole ass in it. <laughs> um, Absolutely. <laughs> what the hell? I know. 
in the end, Lana decides to plead guilty to tampering with food and drugs and voluntary manslaughter. Voluntary mm. manslaughter, not involuntary. Oh, voluntary. Oh, va- voluntary. voluntary. She volunteered. Okay. <laughs> she volunteered to manslaughter. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> me, me, me. She was sentenced to 25 years in prison. And she was not awarded any money of Steve's estate. Wow. And that was what she got for voluntary manslaughter. So it would have been a much harsher sentence. I think it would have been. That was a crazy story. There were so many. That is a crazy story. I dropped things. A month after that, there was a copycat one too. (gasps) Like right in South Carolina. So maybe we'll have to do that as a mini-sode. I think people heard about it and they're like, oh, wasn't that being Wedding way. Crashers an East Coast thing too? Wasn't that a Might East Coast? Been. Now I want to watch that again. I know. Me too. I never knew that you weren't supposed to put those in your mouth. I mean, I guess I knew you I weren't no supposed idea. to use them in your mouth, but I never even Could thought. you imagine if she had tried to kill him by just putting too many in his eyes? <laughs> like, if she had just, you Wake know. up. Wake up, Steve. Uh, uh, they're not clear yet. <laughs> just so my eyes are too Oh wet. my gosh. I- so she thought ahead enough to get him to move to a different state. So she was able to get rid of the phone. Yeah. Probably. But, she, but, there, but, but then like when they interviewed her, she just like spewed shit out. Just, yeah. She gave it all out. I think she like was she like, had Visine diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> she right? <did>. just. <laughs> I think she was like, oh, I better play stupid. You know, that's my only way out of this. Wow. It kind of works, but not really. I mean, she yeah. still got. 25 years, which is more than like a rapist. I want to see this palatial estate. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. That it looks you like take a way golf too much cart to, 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 <laughs> to get to. Yeah, seriously. So they had this whole place. So they didn't have, they, they didn't have like staff that was there. Yeah. Or anything like, yeah. Obviously, she could have afforded to have someone totally. come and help care for him. Yes. Oh, for had sure. Had she wanted him to be cared for. Yeah. What was her defense going to be had she actually killed him with the crossbow? I thought he was a zombie. Yeah. Or her like, whoops, it was an accident. I was, oh, I'm always cleaning the crossbow in the morning. Yeah, I was cleaning the crossbow. <laughs> it went off. <laughs> that would have been an interesting one. To, yeah. Like, you know. But I wonder if for years she'd been giving him the THZ kind of figuring out how much it took because he'd yeah. been sick for years and dizzy for years. So makes you wonder. She kept trying and she's like, I gotta go get another bottle. God. She had to go to Costco. How much does this take? Yeah. And like get like the <laughs> she 12 pack. Just like, <laughs> like, she's like, Don't they make so one of those things in a bigger size? If she was doing it too slowly, you could have been building a tolerance for it. I, know. Like, I wonder. I wonder if it builds up in your system. I don't know if it's like God. any of the like arsenic you know why didn't he go up. for a damn blood test they could have I found know. that they would have found why do you have visine in your system I like know. which i was i was kind of afraid to do the story like oh it'll be out there this is like the easiest way to kill someone but apparently it comes through with toxicology really easily so gotcha. it's okay. not like it's gonna be hidden right or, it's not yeah don't do it God. because they'll find you right away <laughs> sorry we just ruined that one for you <laughs> yeah and um don't do it as a prank because Oh like my, I keep thinking of all those stupid, like, TikTok bad. pranks and shit. And Holy mm. shit. Yeah, some of these were bad. Like, I read one about an office prank and a chick had seen Wedding Crashers. And she put it into, like, the CEOs and bosses. <gasps> I know. And one of them ended up hospitalized with, like, kidney failure or something. I mean, it's bad. And that was just a few drops. Oh, shit. So it depends. And I was reading it depends on how healthy a person is, how it affects them. Because it can really take down a person or they don't have much. Oh my God. So you don't know how it's going to react. I'm surprised they put that in the movie and it hadn't been more. We didn't start hearing news stories and he gets yeah. sued over it or something like that. Well, Johnson and Johnson had to put out a whole thing about Visine after this happened. Like, oh, I mean, they already had the warning on there, like, do not ingest. But they had to put out a whole thing like, dumbasses. This is just for your eyes. I don't think they said it that way, but right. they probably should have. They probably should have. Yeah. All right. You want to hear my sources? I would love to hear your sources. You like the first one. Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not go to theirs. I probably should have. Okaywhatever.org. <laughs> That's a real site. Okay, whatever. <laughs> ABCnews.go.com. 48 hours, the episode called The Eyedrop Homicide. So that one's one you can watch. 
That's not my favorite title. They could have done so much better. I know. The eyedrop homicide. More like one dropper from murder. Yes. Better. CBSnews.com and Wikipedia.com, of course. Nice. But now I'm remembering at the beginning of the episode where I was like, is this something I could use against an intruder? Could you imagine? (laughs) Squirt. No, don't do it. I hate eye drops. Right. Get out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) And it just drips down. (laughs) (laughs) You have to have one that's really full. Yeah, right. And they're like, oh, oh, I could see them so much better. Right, exactly. Oh my god, oh, I've had something in my all day. This has been... Thank oh, you. Thank you. Now I can kill you so much easier. I know, right. No. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> also, there is a new design on our Spreadshirt. And I meant oh, to look yeah, up the address, yes. but I assume it's Spreadshirt.com slash ODFM podcast. It sounds reasonable. Yes, it does. And we've got a new design on there, and I'm going to upload more. It's the Don't Get in the Damn Van. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's cute. Thanks for listening to another episode. Yes, thank you so much. Be back next week with another one. Yep. Bye. To see images from this story, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ODFM Podcast or on our website at odfmpodcast.com, where you'll also find a link to our merch store, where you can get awesome stuff like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. And if the weekly podcast just isn't enough to fill your ODFM cup full, join our fan club on Patreon for more content like minisodes, bloopers, and discounts at our merch store. That site is patreon.com slash odfmpodcast. And if you do love our bloopers and need more than we naturally do, which is a lot, buy us a glass of wine at buymeacoffee.com slash ODFM podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. 